0: Welcome. I am a lay shin Buddhist who nevertheless maintains an interest in the broader realm of Pure Land and Mahayana Buddhist teachings. My YouTube channel is called Akala Akala, that is A-C-A-L-A, A-C-A-L-A. In these podcasts, I make a non-scholarly, humble, and sometimes bumbling attempt to explore a particular topic or question related to the wonderful Buddha Dharma. I hope you find them to be of interest. With that said, let us begin. So it was back in the early 1980s that I became well established within the pure land lineage, and being isolated other than my friend Lucille with whom I studied the Lotus Sutra and who did paintings of Amida Buddha, I really didn't have a, a local Sangha. But Somehow or other, and I can't remember exactly how, I I started developing some contacts with other Shin Buddhists or Pure Land Buddhists who also did not have a temple in a nearby area. And we made contact at some point with Reverend Kenryu Tsuji, or perhaps he made contact with us. He had previously been the bishop at the Buddhist Churches of America, which was the largest Shin Buddhist organization in the United States. But most of those temples were out on the West Coast, or perhaps some in the New Mexico-Arizona area. In any case, I think there was maybe one in New York City, and possibly one in the Midwest, but the Ekoji Temple was the nearest to where I lived in western North Carolina, and it was on the outskirts of Washington, D.C. So we're talking maybe a 700-mile drive at that point for me to get to that temple, which obviously was not such that I could get there on a regular basis. That particular temple, by the way, I think was supported in its establishment by Reverend Dr. Numata, who has done many, many philanthropic things to spread Buddhism in the West and across the world, including supporting a lot of the translation activities that have given us many of the wonderful scriptures here in the West translated into English. In any case, Reverend Suji, sort of post-bishop status, was functioning as the minister in that particular temple. And he reached out to probably five or six of us who lived in disparate parts of the, the southeastern United States. And again, we had no temple, but we did establish some kind of a newsletter called Wider Shin Buddhist Fellowship. And uh, again, that may have been the vehicle by which he knew of us and we learned of him. So he sort of cultivated us. He actually visited me two or three times which was amazing. He and his wife came down and that gave me great inspiration and sense of belonging to a wider Sangha that was really important in making me feel less isolated. So at some point he invited those of us who were sort of far flung in various parts of the eastern United States. He invited us to the Koji Temple for a so-called Sarana Affirmation Ceremony, where we could formally take refuge in the three treasures, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, and express our gratitude in the context of our pure land lineage and in the context of our reliance upon Amida Buddha's vow that he made when he was Dharmakara Bodhisattva. In that context and at that particular event, which I think it was around 1988, Reverend Suji asked me to to give a talk, which I was very honored uh, by his request, Uh, and he asked me to say something about my journey to the gate of the Nembutsu. And so I drafted something that that I felt was appropriate, and I think I actually have uploaded a a copy of it uh, in verbal form on my Akala Akala YouTube channel, something like My Journey to the Nembutsu. But in any case, the person who was officiating, so to speak, at this Sarana affirmation ceremony was the then-current bishop of the Buddhist Churches of America, Reverend Saigon Yamaoka, and I knew that Reverend Yamaoka had done some writing in terms of his analysis of Shinjin or faith, within Shin Buddhism, and he characterized it as having six aspects. And so what I did was I sort of just took those labels and in my own sort of imaginative fashion created some verbiage that to me reflected some meaning in the context of his particular labels as to what are the six elements or the six aspects of Shinjin, which of course was the main topic in many ways of Shinran Shonen's teachings, namely that it's the Shinjin experience that gives us assurance and that causes us to entrust in Amida's vow. So anyhow, what follows is that portion of the talk where I reference these six aspects and my particular take on them so i hope you gain some benefit from listening namo mida dharmakara bodhisattva felt great compassion for those of us unable to fulfill the practices necessary to achieve enlightenment on our own He therefore resolved that he would give up his own attainment of Buddhahood, unless, when he became a Buddha, he could establish a land free of all suffering, where anyone with faith in him could be reborn. Then he backed up this great universal vow with the massive power of innumerable virtues and good deeds, which he performed over many eons of time. Dharmakara successfully fulfilled his great vow and became Amida Butta, the savior of humankind. In the larger Pure Land Sutra, which Shinran referred to as the true teaching, Sakyamuni describes in detail the wondrous world in the western part of the universe which Amida created, a world free from defilement and pain. Amida says to us, in essence, you who rely on the saving power of my embrace, rather than on your own self-efforts toward spiritual perfection, will assuredly gain birth in my paradise when your earthly life ends. You will immediately at that time attain Buddhahood. The power of Amita's vow is definitely sufficient to bring us peace of mind in this life and to get us to our desired destination in the next. All we need do is to have faith in his power to save us. Our natural response to this merciful gift is to joyfully and thankfully call out his name, Namu Amida Butsu. The emphasis on Shin Buddhism is obviously on faith. The former bishop of the Buddhist Churches of America, Reverend Saigon H. Yamaoka, attempted to clarify the nature of this faith in his teaching of the six aspects. 1. Expanding 2. Self-reflection 3. Great Compassion 4. Great Joy 5. Gratitude and 6. Life of Meaning and Growth Amida Buddha arranges for us to hear the true teaching of the compassionate vow. He uses various means to cause us to expand toward a more awakened state in our innermost mind. We doubt and we question, we wonder, and hope. As we increasingly experience the light of Amida's truth, we are gently led to reflect on ourselves in a more objective manner. We do not like what we see. Each of us is filled with a variety of painful karmic evils. Amida's compassion and the guidance of good teachers allow us to see ourselves as we truly are without the power to attain perfect enlightenment on our own. When Shinran calls himself a fool, can we dare not be humble? Amida sees our pitiful condition. He embraces us and shows us his great compassion in our everyday lives. We can trust him to accept us as we are and we can trust that our future is determined through faith in his merciful vow. The faith that develops within us leads to a sense of wholeness, peace, and freedom. We are actually allowed to taste the great joy that would become a constant experience for us when we are born in Amida's pure land of bliss. I, a wretched failure in this life, will be a victorious Buddha in the next. Can such an awareness produce anything but a joyful mind? Let us awaken to the embrace and support of Amida. Let us be joyful that the unattainable has become attainable through his great compassion. Let us receive his love with gratitude. Gratitude is the quintessential feature of the Shenzhen or faith experience. We know that Amida accepts us despite our deep and shameful faults. We express our gratitude by saying the Nembutsu, the Buddha's name, Namu Amida Butsu, and by helping those around us to the best of our ability. I am so thankful for all the seen and unseen things which make life possible. Namu Amida Butsu By expressing our gratitude in concrete ways, such as sharing the true teaching and showing responsibility for the welfare of others, we get a glimpse of the world of the Buddha. Our life is thus enriched by deepening cycles of meaning and growth as we exert our efforts toward personal integrity. Thank you, O Amida, for all these wonderful gifts. Namo Amida Butsu With that, I will sign off by reciting the Nembutsu, in gratitude for being embraced and accepted just as I am by Amida Buddha, never, never to be abandoned. Namo, Mirabutsu. Namo, Mirabutsu. Namo, Mirabutsu.